Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hello everybody, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered, it's going to be okay. And today I'm excited to have Don Brightman on the line with me. And he is, um, his has his own podcast, um, Going North, I think that's what it's called. That is what it's called, I'm sorry. Um, but he also has a free ebook that he offers to listeners, 21 Lessons Learned from Podcasting. So, but he dabbles in leadership. I'm sure he's a great leader. And um, he is a certified trainer with the Maxwell Leadership Team. He's a a best-selling author. And so the podcast that he hosts is committed to featuring authors from around the world. And I've got to listen to some of his um, podcasts with some of the authors that he's had, and they're really good. Um, The one I listened to the other day was this. Um, person who did hypnosis and she turned Christian. It was really good. So I was, um, I, I, I couldn't stop listening to it. So anyway, but before I bring him on, I just want to remind everybody that if you're watching on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. If you've already done that, you're awesome. And to share it with someone that you love. If you're listening to it on the podcast, please go to Spotify or Apple iTunes to um, rate the and review the podcast. Um, This lets me know how well I'm doing. So it's like a report card. And I would like to make sure I'm getting A pluses on everything. Right now, I'm not getting A pluses. So I need you all to go out there and rate and review the podcast. So, um, and then one last thing, I am doing a free workshop uh, for my course, How to Get Out of the Funk. So if you're down in the Mully Groves, in that muck and mire, and some kind of a funk of depression and anxiety, then I strongly urge you to go to my website, www.nikkiasherbowling.com forward slash free workshop. Sign up for it. It's uh, free. It's the steps that I took several years ago to help myself when I was in a bad depression. So I want to share it with y'all so that you will reap the benefits just like I did. So without further ado, here is Don. Oh, not Don, but Dom. Jesus. He's your savior, babe. (laughs) (laughs) He better come down to save me because I'm like over here tongue-tying, saying your name wrong. I was was going to say you're like a (laughs) best-selling author. (laughs) I was like, I don't think that's right yet. I interviewed (laughs) another person a few weeks ago and I said, yeah, he's like the He's written like so many books and he got back on the line. He's like, I've only written one book. Now I feel pressure to go out and write some more books. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. I misread my notes. 
<laughs> so it wouldn't be a Nikki day without me saying something totally wrong. So anyway, but we'll just go on with life. <laughs> so Dom, um, <laughs> so for first question before I have you introduce yourself, um, with all the authors that you have on your podcast, do you read each and every one of those books? <laughs> no, funny enough, because I'm. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie and say I read every single one of their books. Funny enough, I've interviewed some folks, and I'm like, oh god, I don't want to read their book now. But anyway, so I usually prepare for my interviews for thought. There's it's like one to three hours of preparation for every interview. So if they yeah. have done interviews before, I listen to their oldest interview I can find, and then their most recent. And then if I have okay. their book from the PR company, I'll read like maybe the first chapter or three. Yeah. It's like a there's like a there's like a 2% chance I'll finish their book before the interview. <laughs> so I'm maybe interview over someday. People, so. <laughs> so, so maybe someday you'll have your own team of people reading books for you, huh? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> so Dom, tell us about yourself and um, how you ended up writing a book at the age of three. I mean, most young people that I talk to lately are just not that ambitious. So um, I would just like to know what <laughs> caused you to do that. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, it was actually on a dare. That's actually kind of how it happened. Because uh, back in 2013, that was my year of rebirth when I started doing these New Year's mantras, or as some call them, the okay. AKA word of the year. I call it mantras because I do one to three words. So, <laughs> yeah. So in, in particular, 2015, the year for that was definitely Kaizen, continuous improvement. And part of what I was doing when I was networking with people was to and our reading list with my contact information as opposed to business cards because business cards, they end up forgotten or in the garbage. So, hey, let me stand out and have reading lists for folks. And if they see the list and they see a book they've read, <laughs> like, oh, OK, cool. We have something to talk about. <laughs> and one chick, she actually saw the list and she looked at the list, looked right back at me, looked at the list, looked right back at me and asked me, hey, where's your name on this list, buddy? And I'm like, yeah, it's right there at the bottom. The whole Dominique Brandon 443. Like, oh, she ain't talking about the darn name and the contact info. She's like, hey, I'm, your name is an author. And I'm like, author? Me? I read the books. I don't write them at the time. And she was like, hey, how about a year from today you become a published author? Like, just see your name and lights. Dom Brabant, author. And I'm like, ah, that sounds freaking cool. Like, no, I am not doing it. I am freaking good. And then she's like, all right, how about we both write books this year and get both of our books done? And I'm like, man, oh. and she's cute to boot, too. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This is freaking a good idea. And I'm like, nah, sounds too freaking intense. Like, nah, I think I'm good. Then a couple of days later, <laughs> was giving a speech <laughs> and I had to do a Q&A session as a requirement for this Toastmasters project. And the first uh -huh. question from the audience was a buddy of mine. And he's like, hey, oh, dumb. When are you going to write your book? And it's like, ah, like I, I don't want to look like a punk on stage. It was like the longest moment of silence in my head. It was like, it's like a baby became a senior citizen all in three seconds. Like it was, it felt like the longest moment of silence in my head ever. Like buddies hopping on a camel hop. It was crazy. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't look like a punk <laughs> on stage. So I said, a year from today, going to write my book. And then oh, October boy. 2016, my book was published after that. So that's how I became a published author 23. <laughs> He spoke the words. <laughs> I'd be like, thanks, dude. I thought you was my friend. <laughs> you done put me out yeah. in front of everybody. <laughs> you must have told him the story about the the, the lady <laughs> oh, making yeah. a bet with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what are friends for, I mean, for, what right? are friends for, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I'm glad you wrote the book. So I didn't know that you offered a free one. So I'm like, I got to go uh, download that so I can uh, read it and find out what 21 things I need to learn from podcasting besides pronouncing their names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a great personality and you're spoken for us. So that means you're doing good work. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's he's already invested too much money into me to get rid of him now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I am curious to um, to pick your brain about you know some of the leadership things that you've learned and that you talk to other people about because I know that you know you're good at talking with people on the podcast. So one of the things that um, was on your Podmatch profile was what three skills that millennials should develop and master. So I want to yeah. know that one. <laughs> oh yeah. That's probably the most popular question on that list of questions too, funny enough. That one well, in the yeah, book. Because, one, but, yeah, because I mean, I know some millennials and they need to learn some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Heck, I might have to change it to Gen Z now since millennials are kind of getting in our 30s now. But anyways, the answer is kind of a cheat <laughs> cheat answer. I kind of cheat with it because even though I say three skills, there's kind uh -huh. of a big umbrella, especially with the first one. And that would be communication skill. Because okay. see, communication is this giant, wonderful tree and all the different branches are the different ways mm -hmm. of communicating. Public speaking being one of them. Like if you can speak publicly in front of a group of people, that will set you yeah. apart from those around you because that means you have a higher level of confidence if you appear competent and confident up on stage because that shows you yeah. are confident in what you're saying and what you want to deliver for folks. Another thing is written communication yeah. because writing leads to wealth is that wonderful Ben Franklin quote goes is that, hey, when you write, it leads to wealth because when you write, you get to leave a piece of yourself here long after you're gone if it goes into a book form. And sometimes folks will get to read your words, especially when you're reading emails because you can't really communicate in emojis all day. That's not going to get you too far. And then I was going to ask if texting <laughs> was allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's I, I don't like, know. <laughs> I mean, when texting first came about, I thought it was like the best ever. And now I'm like, if I get a text, I I don't even I don't even want to respond. <laughs> I'm so tired of it because that's all anybody wants to do, right? And um, so sometimes, depending on if I have a lot to say, but I can't call them, I will do an audio clip and send it to him. But but yeah, I mean, those are some two great points is that our communication skills, I feel like are declining because it, everything's so virtual and you don't get the same interaction when you are standing up in front of a group of people, right? And 
I mean, if it's like a virtual meeting, you can just say, oh, my internet went out <laughs> if you messed uh, up. <laughs> uh, you know, you can just disconnect and be like, sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, well, we lost Steve, you know, and you can regroup or whatever. But when you are up in front of people, I remember when I did public speaking in high school and I had the, now I'm an introvert. Like I, that was like the worst thing you could do to me was make me stand up there in front of people. And, and it wasn't that I didn't know my material because, you know, I felt I was like halfway intelligent, you know, I would do my work and, but I would just get so nervous and stammer, you know, like I still do that today. You know, I say words wrong and, and now I'm just like, you know, <laughs> just laugh about it, you know, it's okay. But, but yeah, so the written word is because even when you're not here, it's, you know, depending on if it's published or whatever, it's here, you know, we're still reading things from hundreds of years ago. So it's, I feel like that's really important. Um, so what was the third, th the third thing that um, you think is important for them to, to learn or to develop? I mean, besides, you know, working and taking care of themselves. I mean, that's from a mom perspective. <laughs> right? There you go. Motherhood unfiltered. You love to see it. The MU folks love to have, baby. That's right, indeed. That's right, indeed. But yeah, the yeah, other two indeed. skills. <laughs> yeah. So the communication was the first skill. That was the tree that led to the many skills under the main skill of communication. The second one would be financial literacy. That's definitely the second one because that's something yeah. a lot. A lot of kids majority of kids they don't get that in school like mm -mm. you know i think i probably got like maybe consumer math my 12th grade year and even then i was like focusing on oh i'm about to graduate forget this it's like maybe giving that a little earlier is a <laughs> way to help folks pay attention because yeah. like to today's society it's like oh yeah, yeah credit cards yay oh inflation no <laughs> let me spend this credit <laughs> yeah <forever. Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> They think that the ATM is just endless amounts of money in there, you know, and that you can just go however many times you want. Um, and that's how my kids thought it was. Well, mom, I would say I don't have money to do that. We can't do that. We'll just go to that big box by the <laughs> bank, you know. <laughs> well, buddy, I wish it was that easy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but um, so, uh, so teaching them, you know, life skills about how to deal with money right yes indeed that's right indeed and definitely the last one is networking especially with folks who have great networks that can help you out in the future so nurturing those fabulous mm -hmm. relationships that'll put you over the edge because the folks you know and who you know and who knows you that'll get you quicker than a degree ever will I'm not saying don't go to school i'm just saying just network effectively mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean there for a while that was they had um there was a lot of propaganda about um going to school and getting an education you know after high school and um i mean yeah i feel like it's important but it's not your only option, right? I mean, you can, there's other things you can do. So and I know a lot of people who work for themselves and they do the networking and, um, and they put themselves out there, you know, anytime they meet somebody, 
they just tell them all about what they're doing. And then they, even if that person doesn't have the information they need, they might come across something and let them know, Hey, I just found out about this. I thought you might be interested. So, um, so tell me about, um, I think I asked you about your uh, mom when we did our um, screening, not screening, but our meet and greet. And um, so what does she think about you writing this book, you know, when you were 23? (laughs) Did she read it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, she read it afterwards. And she was like, man, you put so many big words in here. And I'm like, really? (laughs) They look that big to me. And she's got a freaking master's degree in education. <laughs> it's like, the, like, <laughs> like, I know you can speak like this. I'm like, eh, well. Oh, so she right. was surprised, huh? <laughs> yeah, she she's was like, surprised. I never heard you talk like this before. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm like, eh. I mean, isn't it great about moms that you can just knock you down a notch without even trying? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's so, so I mean, like was that earth. something that your family talked about was making sure that you, you know, was a, you were a go-getter, you took care of yourself and you went out and made sure that uh, you were getting yourself in any trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I consider my mom a bet my first ever public speaking coach, especially for life too, because she helped me to get my first ever part-time job at a local library that started off as just a summer youth internship that eventually turned uh, into basically a career for the most part for the mainstay yeah. and she's yeah. she always wanted me to go for the gusto as she would always like to say when it <laughs> back in the grade school days and she would always yeah. want me to do the best that I definitely could and like that like I'm always grateful for her and I'm still glad she's still around today because sadly my father isn't anymore and definitely always grateful for definitely always grateful for oh I would be too I mean my I still have both my parents and um it's it makes a difference in how you look at life you know um when you still have your family around you because anytime even without them trying if you need somebody just having that comfort thought of them being there is such a great thing. Now I am envious that you got a job at a library because I always wanted to work at a library, but I would never get anything done. (laughs) Well, except reading. (laughs) So, um, but so that is where you, um, it kind of led you into what you're doing today, where you interview authors and, um, and have them tell their story. So that, that's like a life training, you know, that you did not even know about. And however, with today's technology, you're able to do what you really know about is books and authors, right? So um, do you ever see yourself doing anything different than interviewing authors? Uh, for the podcast, sure. Down the road, we'll see what happens because my goal with the podcast is to interview over a thousand authors across the globe and I'm 734 in, so <laughs> I'm getting close. <laughs> oh, wow, you are. So what, do you already have the rest of your year planned out? I mean, because <laughs> you put a um, podcast out Almost every day, right? Yep, every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, and sometimes occasionally bonus episodes. Like if I wasn't uploading three days a week, my my 2023 probably would be done, or at least close to October. But I'm actually three months ahead on both ends, with guests waiting to be interviewed and episodes waiting to be released. So I'm I'm ahead yeah. of the curve. That's that's the way the show started and that's probably one of the main reasons why it's still going is because i basically yeah. had a launch pad and a foundation in place so that way 
I wouldn't have to run out of content. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a great thing to do. Um, because when I first started out, I really didn't know my message. And I mean, I knew my message, but I didn't really have it narrowed down, you know, and, um, and so but then I was like, I, then I was like self-sabotaging. So I was like not putting stuff out every week like I wanted to, but then Podmatch came. And when I found that, that saved my bacon because I started, started talking to people about what I was doing. And so just kind of like saying the message over and over was really helping me fine tune and get in my niche and know what I really wanted to do. And then be able and the stuff that I already knew I wanted to do, but had the confidence to start doing it, which is what I started doing this year is working on my own stuff. So if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor dot fm to get started again it's a n c h o r dot fm to get started Hi, I'm Nikki, the host of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. I had to tell you, I have put together a list of my top 10 most played episodes. So go to my website, www.nikkiasherbowling.com forward slash my mixed tape, tape list. Yeah, it's called my mixed tape list. And I know I've dated myself. However, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify. Um, so what advice would you give to an introvert? <laughs> so who wants to be more confident? Why, why did you put this question in there? Because are, were you an introvert growing up or did you know oh, a yeah. lot of introverts? Oh yeah, I'm an introvert. I mean, I'm an ambivert now. That's <laughs> right. So a little bit of both. I get a little charged when I'm on stage and funny enough, an interesting little shift of thought I actually had a guest tyler foley um well sean tyler foley's uh -huh. full name or whatever he actually yeah. mentioned and said that public speaking is actually one of the most introverted things that you can do because really when you're on stage you're by yourself unless you're on a panel and even though you're talking with your audience you're not really yeah. talking with them one-on-one -on -one. and even though if, and if yeah. you have a big audience you're gonna see them but you're not going to lock eyes with every single person in the darn room. Like that's just not going to happen. And it's no, like, I'm not because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that just makes the most sense to me. Cause it's like, Hey, it's got, he kind of does have a point. And really yeah. for those introverts who want to be more confident, really 
go to Toastmasters and look up a local club, especially if they're still doing virtual meetings. If you want to get your feet uh-huh. wet online and what just is have Toastmasters? that. Oh, sure thing. So don't worry. There's no bread and wine involved for the most part. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring my There's own There's no wine? drinking wine. <laughs> Depends on the club and where they meet. If they meet like in a high school after the schools are closed, definitely not. <laughs> if it's like a different percentage, sure. we'll see. But is it like a book club gonna... for women? <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends on the group again, because there's some groups that are actually all just for women, depending on where you are in the world. Oh. But yeah, it's just a. I have. Yeah, I a... am part of a book club, and our our title is reading between the wine. <laughs> reading between the wines so and one of us brings a bottle of wine at every meeting um we we've i love it i (laughs) they those women have helped me so much and we're all different you know personalities and everything and it took me a long time to warm up to them we've I've been part of the group for six, seven years now, and it took me a long time to warm up to them. <laughs> yeah, they like to raise the roof. <laughs> They're pretty. Yeah. And so now I'm comfortable with them and they can really see my personality <laughs> and they still like me. <laughs> so so what is this Toastmasters about? I mean, besides, you know, what we thought we thought it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no drinking wine till you wine it's actually a nonprofit organization where folks get to become better leaders through communication uh-huh. the tagline is where leaders are made so you get to practice public speaking and public speaking is oh. one of those major skills that will amp up your confidence and it's done yeah wonders for me and my confidence to where i'm actually and ambivert now that I didn't discover that piece of myself that I really get to shine mm-hmm. on stage and really be myself. And when you find mm. out, hey, this is a place where I can be myself, then that'll transfer into other areas too of confidence. So really just joining Toastmasters and being mm-hmm. around a group of people who just want to better themselves for the better. <laughs> wow. I didn't know there was anything out there like that. So you said it's a nonprofit? Yep. Nonprofit organization like club dues from last i checked with my club it's probably like less than a hundred bucks a year you pay like twice yeah. a year every six wow. months so that's really all it awesome. is just to practice public speaking and leadership and you can really get into it if you so desire although um i want to make sure you <laughs> don't get too trapped in it because uh you may end up in a volunteer quicksand as i call it <laughs> <laughs> oh i've been there before <laughs> <laughs> I can see that coming a mile away. It's like, nope, you're not getting my number. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even need your number. They'll just find you and kidnap you. And you wake up with a name tag. This is area director. That, that's all. That's how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, they better have a whole army coming to my house. <laughs> Don't worry. It's a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's toasty bread too. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep it a corner than a cornfield. You love to see it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh God, here comes the croutons. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's right. Indeed, instead of spilling tea, it's sipping soup. You'll love to see it. 
Oh my gosh, Tom. <laughs> my we gotta stop. My stomach's gonna start hurting. <laughs> We're not gonna get anything done. I think I've lost control of this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be well. fine. You're extending your youth. It's fine. <laughs> Life is good for the soul. <laughs> So, so, I mean, you know, you wrote your first book in 20, you said it was published in 2018. Yes, ma'am. Sweet 16. <laughs> so are you going to write another book? Oh yeah. I got three other books to my name. Got the follow-up book, Stay the Course. That was published in 20, not 17, 2019. That was two years oh, after. Oh, so you uh, do have other books you've written. Yeah, I, I need to yeah. write. Okay. Awesome. That's well, right. you're already ahead of the game. I haven't done the first one yet. <laughs> <laughs> you said uh, yes. That means it's in the works. That's good. Putting that Nikki knowledge <laughs> in a book. Looking forward to reading it. Bonus points if you it read your be, own book too and put an audio. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an encyclopedia of what not hey, good. to do. <laughs> it's good. We, we all need a bowl of oatmeal. A nice thick tome for your dome. It's good. <laughs> Indeed. Nick yeah. Lee, Nikki's mother, Motherhood Unlimited. Unfiltered Encyclopedia. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah for sure i people are like why would you use unfiltered i'm like because we talk about i mean if you're a mother everything has happened to you in and having a child the good the bad and the ugly okay there have been some ugly crap happen with me being a mom <laughs> and i told my kids i'm like well we made it out alive. <laughs> we, might, we might have some scars, but we're we're still upright. <laughs> we're still above the ground. So two of two I had three boys and two of them are I mean, they try to be understanding, but my middle one, he got he got scarred so bad, he uh he's still dealing with me being his mom. So <laughs> I I just, you know. I just tell them I did the best I could with what I had, you know, they, cause they don't make you go to class. They don't make you take a test. They don't make you get a license to be a parent, you know, everything else you have to get certified, you know, and, um, you know, and people are out there just doing everything they, you know, can with what they've got to raise their kids. And sometimes somebody gets hurt <laughs> and they I deal mean... with it the rest of their life. <laughs> Do you have any siblings like that? Or was that you? <laughs> you know. Hey, it, it's all good. It's all good. Because hey, funny it enough, is. if we have parenting certifications, folks would still be jacked up. Because <laughs> parenting, you can play it all you want, but the play the plan's gonna fail the first contact anyway. <laughs> you probably know better from experience than me on that. that is, I know day. that's true, but still <laughs> that's why it's called the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean Ugly's going to happen no matter what. <laughs> and, you know, when you're in the situation at that time, you you can't look outside the box or look outside the circle to see. Yeah, I probably should, <laughs> you know, because you're making it on the fly. But I, I'm sure he'll be OK. He's a tough kid. So. Yeah, go. <laughs> you trained them. There you go. Yeah. So for introverts, you say getting them up. In front of somebody or a group of people and do public speaking, you say that will help them be more more confident, right? Heck yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> so I so I saw a uh, survey and it said the majority of podcasters are in. Doesn't that make sense? Because <laughs> we well, I mean, I wasn't trying to be funny, but I was just thinking because sitting in front of a camera and having a microphone or not even video, you feel comfortable. You don't feel threatened 
you know, because you can't see your audience staring back at you. I just thought that was so telling because a lot of people I talk to, they're just like me. They're introverts, you know, and I started to be able to talk to um, like other people when after I had my kids because things were happening with them, like at school or in a public situ you know, situation. And if I didn't stand up for them, nobody was going to, you know, mm -hmm. so I had to use my voice and uh, make sure that, you know, I tried to keep them safe whenever something would happen that I felt like was inappropriate or not fair or whatever. So, I mean, do you find that to be true? Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. Now, granted, it's probably because I popped in at the last minute, but I was actually at the Podfest Expo, and, like, they they were having a party on Saturday night, and probably 25% of the folks were dancing, and probably the other 75% were around just chilling. <laughs> and some just filtered <laughs> out of the room and just got into their own little metaphorical silos and amoebas and just chatted amongst themselves because they were like, oh, shoot. <laughs> amoebas. <laughs> Now, I like dancing. I would have been dancing. <laughs> I mean, because I just go in my own little world and it's just fun, you know. Um, but yeah, so 75% of people were the wallflowers. <laughs> That well, is the so good news. <laughs> well, they weren't on the dance, they weren't on the dance floor, but they were close. They they didn't they didn't hug the wall. They weren't completely frenzied. Like oh. <laughs> you didn't see the fear. <laughs> you couldn't smell it either. It wasn't that bad. I'll say that. <laughs> They're probably tired more than anything else. <laughs> probably because you said there was a lot of people there. So. <laughs> so. So what would you say be the number one thing that you've learned from interviewing so many people, you know, like, do, I mean, is it kind of the same formula, but I mean, do you have anybody that just stands out for you that really impacts, you know, who you are as a person? Oh, wow. There's quite a few actually, but I think the major lesson learned is that really, no matter how famous someone is, no matter how big of a following they may have. They're still human like you and I. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you can have somebody who's like done so much, but hey, at the end of the day, they may have taken different actions, made different decisions, and they have a different wow. mindset, but they basically are still human. And just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them, you discover like, hey, at the end of the day, we all desire the same basic things like food, shelter, and really folks that we love and care about and folks that can return the favor for us. So that's really... All that it is, like if, if everything was encompassed in that one lesson, I'll probably be the one that stands out. Oh. But granted, there's other tips too, but that's just the main thing. It's like, hey, we're all human here. We're all, we may have our crazy moments, but we're still freaking yeah. fabulous in our own separate areas. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I like that because we are. And even though someone may be more popular than somebody else, they still got to do the work like that author who may have just put out their book, right? They still mm -hmm. got to go out and talk to people and talk about what they've done. And, and, and that's the same thing that what we have to do, you know, and I'm learning more and more that there's not like a magic pill that you can take to be, you know, famous or whatever it is that you're looking for. You have to do the work. You have to go out 
like you said, they have to network just like you have to network or I have to network. And um, and so the lesson in that is we have to do the work. We have to do the actionable steps. You know, someone's not going to come and throw some fairy dust on us. And then voila, we've sold a million books, right? <laughs> I mean, we have to do the work. So yeah, that's a that's a great thing to to be aware of that. Which if you're someone who is struggling with that like self-sabotage or comparing yourself to someone else, then you just um, think, well, they're doing the exact same thing I'm doing. So what are they doing that is getting them a little bit more ahead than what I'm doing, you know? Because it has to be um, the message, you know, and um, how are you saying it and why are you saying it, you know, all of those things. So that's just a lot of stuff that made me think I have a lot to think about. <laughs> hey, mom's thing. You know, we have you know? a podcast so I can talk to myself, right? 